welcome to YBFD Podcast, sponsored and brought to you by Ohio Hates Cancer. Hello. Hi, how are you? I am doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you fantastic. I am so excited to have you on the podcast. I'm excited to be on here. Thank you for like reaching out and inviting me. No problem. No problem at all. You you got so much to share that I had to have you on here. I love it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so let's start with um, congratulating you today for Nurses Day. Oh, my gosh. Well, thanks. <laughs> I mean, I still have my nursing license, you know, I worked really hard to get it. And I still feel like a nurse, even though I don't do like a traditional nursing job, right? Right. But you do, but it is a nursing job. Yeah, I still feel very nurse-ish, though. (laughs) I can imagine. (laughs) Plus, you're one of my favorite places. Are you still at the Bing? Yes, yes. I go to the Bing on Tuesdays. And um, I'm going to start going to the new Dublin Cancer Center on Thursdays. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I awesome. Just, yeah, I just took a tour of it yesterday, actually. It's beautiful. It's going to be really nice. Um, I can imagine. Yeah, so still same family, right? You know, same family of people uh, will be there. And then the other days of the week, I'm out at um, Midwest Breast and Aesthetics in Gahanna. Oh, wow. So you're just a busy bee. I am. I'm, I am. So, I'm like a little nomad. Yeah, that's so, you know, thank you for making the time um, to meet with me and um, do this today. I just wanted, honestly, people to hear your story, hear about you. Uh, this is all about you today. Oh, okay. Know, yeah, I want to know how you got started. And um, how um, Living Story Tattoo got started. And we'll go from there. Okay. How does that sound? Heck yeah. All right. So let's hear about you. Okay. Um, so I, like I said, I went to nursing school. Um, I graduated, oh my God, 25 years ago. I've been a registered nurse 25 years. It seems very crazy and I'm very old. Um But uh, originally, you know, I worked in a bunch of places, like I worked in the burn unit, Um, I did neuroscience, uh, you know, trauma care, neonatal ICU and oncology. And eventually I landed in the, um, the plastic surgery office setting at Ohio State. And I worked there from like 2006-ish, 2005, 2006, up until, um, I left there and then I worked one year at Columbus Aesthetic and Plastic Surgery uh, in 2015, 2016 with Dr. Angelos. And I I was kind of doing part-time tattooing, part-time or full-time nursing. And then I just got really busy and I decided that I was going to cut away from nursing completely to devote all of my time uh, to tattooing. Um, the way I started tattooing is a, it's a little bit odd compared to how most people get into this, um, you know, realm of work. Uh, at Ohio State, they had the nurses that were assigned to specific physicians. 
um, do the tattooing for those doctors' patients. And the tattooing there is, uh, it's a more of a simplistic form of tattooing. Uh, it's very, um, you use a permanent makeup machine and you, you do a very simple nipple tattoo. And uh, a lot of nurses, and I, I kind of say this a lot, but uh, nurses are very wonderful people. They're you know, they're, they love humanity, they care about people, human beings in general, and they just want to do good in the world, but they may not be artistic people, right? Sure. sure. So, yeah, so it may not always behoove uh, that, you know, you to have them do your tattoos if they're not truly artistic people, and they really haven't been trained fully on doing tattoos. So I decided to go pursue professional tattoo training. And I worked okay. with a body artist here in town who he was wonderful. My husband taught his son jujitsu at our martial arts school. And that's oh, how nice. I met. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I met him. And he's just such a, a great person. And he was so lovely and helpful to me. And I still go to his shop if I have any questions, concerns, uh, you know, whatever. He's, he's such a good mentor and resource to me. His name's RJ. And, um, so I trained with him and then I also went to New York back in 2015 and I trained with this lady named TJ Dill who uh, she tattoos, uh, body art tattooing is her background and she's been very successful for that probably as long as I've been a nurse, right? right. And there are three big medical practices in the Rochester area that sent her nipple patients and I reached out to her and she was so opening, like open arms welcoming to me which is hard. It's kind of hard to get um, somebody, right? Yes. Yeah. So just uh, but, totally be like, yeah, come on in. Yeah. And she just said, yeah, absolutely. So I kind of showed her some of my work, what it looked like. She gave me a lot of pointers and tips and uh, it's just such a wealth of knowledge. And she's also somebody I can continue to reach out to, you know, if I need to. And then in 2017, I furthered my training because I really feel like you should always keep learning. You don't want to become stagnant. Right. Um, and so then I trained with a gal named Stacy Ray Weir. She is a body art tattooist that had a mastectomy herself. And she oh, kind of nice. has this, yeah. And she's very passionate. She has this mission to uh, really help tattooers truly hone in on this craft and make sure that they're only doing good in the world and not harm to ladies. Right. So I trained, trained with her. She's again, a great resource. Um, she has people on kind of like a, a collective team um, that are like, so if you're located in a certain part of the country, you can get on her website and kind of look and see who she's certified. And it's a great, it's a great thing. Yeah, for sure. So that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> that's so awesome. And then you, you know, ended up at the Bing. Yes. So yes. how did that happen? How did you end up there? Well, so Dr. Kochek and Dr. Tuari, I had been their nurses at Ohio State. And when they uh, started Midwest Breast and Aesthetics, they, yes. they lacked that finishing piece of the nipple tattoo. They didn't have really anybody in place to do that. They used a, a lady for a while for the service, but um, it, she just really wasn't specializing in the nipples. So Dr. Kochek approached me and asked me if it would be something I would be uh, you know, interested in doing for them. I said, absolutely. So came sure. home, I told my husband, I'm like, Hey, I want to quit my job. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah. He's like, Oh my gosh. 
So I said, I want, I want to do this the right way. Like I want to make sure that I'm giving somebody a nipple tattoo that they deserve and one that's going to be long lasting, going to be beautiful. So I decided to make the jump. Right. So Dr. was the one that got me in with the Bing center. He, he got my little foot in that giant big door and it's been so wonderful ever since. And I got to meet uh, Dr. Lilly when he was still practicing and um, they've just really kind of become a second little family for me down there. They're just, it's just a wonderful environment. Um, they, they appreciate all the things I do for their patients and I appreciate them sending me people. It's just a great relationship. Sure. sure. That's really cool. That's, that's awesome. I yeah. love the location for our listeners. You know, they, they, they're listening to us saying the being and this and that. We're located in Columbus, Ohio. So yeah. there's so if, if people are interested that that's where they can find you. Absolutely. But um, talking about the areola tattoos, how um, do you how long do you have to wait? Let's say somebody is wanting to get one. How long? is the safe what's the safe timeline for somebody to actually get a tattoo after having their mastectomy yeah good question so rule of thumb is kind of like the longer you wait the better your results are going to be and that is not the answer that anybody wants to hear right um right. It, it it's just not so what I normally say to people is I prefer six months, like as a ballpark, kind of a, a generalized figure, I will tattoo people as early as four months. And this is after their final procedure that they've had done. Sure. sure. Right. So whether it's like an implant exchange or maybe a nipple reconstruction or whatever that last procedure may have been for them specifically, the, uh, the scar kind of needs to get, a little bit mature before you come along and try to tattoo it because scars can, you know, they feel a little firm and kind of um, cohesive and things underneath the skin, but the tops of the scars are actually quite fragile. And, you know, sometimes they're not ready. Sometimes it takes a while. So those are just kind of guidelines I tell people, but rule of thumb, longer the better, right? Right. So the longer, the better. Yeah. All right. So yeah. That's, one, that's one question that I had for you. Yeah. It lets things settle too. You know, swelling kind of goes away. Things fall into their final, you know, spot and of the course. scars become a little bit more mature. So it is better to wait. But if if I can get somebody, I'm, I'm mostly, you know, comfortable at the six month period. A lot of people like that one year time mark. I will take people on as at as early as four months, but I wouldn't go any sooner than that. There are physicians, if they tattoo in the office, they'll be like, oh, you're fine. You're two months out from surgery. You can have your your tattoo. That's insane. I don't. Well, that's that's what I was going to talk about is that actually there is a location here in Columbus that does that. Once you're done, um, you can actually, once you're done with all your procedure, they schedule you already for your um for your tattoo if you want to yeah yeah and I think that's just uh that's because they're not tattooers you know probably I'm guessing yeah Um, it's it's a nurse yeah this is it's at Stephanie Spillman yeah um 
I am not afraid to say it. It's a Stephanie Spielman. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I go there. So I can say I um, got treated at the Bing. And then for my reconstruction, that's where I go. Gotcha. Okay, perfect. Well, so, and, and I have nothing, you know, I, I really try to be super honest and upfront about people. Like, again, I tell people I used to tattoo at Ohio State. I did that for years and years, almost a decade. And um, it's just, this, this is my view on it, right? It's kind of a trap. The physicians, um, they get sold equipment which sure. is quite expensive. Okay. I'm going to be super honest and real with you. It's very expensive. And this is not just OSU. It's doctor's offices across the country, even in the UK. I have tattoo friends in the UK. I have tattooer friends in Canada. It is with their, um, you know, social, uh, like, um, uh, what's it called? Like government-based healthcare. It's the same there as it is here. It's no different, but yeah. the machines are made for permanent makeup. So the needles are configured for linear, small areas and strokes like eyeliner and such. Exactly. They're not made. Yeah. They're not made for body tattooing and nipples are on your body. Like, any, like so. Right. It's right? more, it's made more for like a microblading. If exactly, exactly. Uh, that type okay. of a realm. Yeah. So, you know, the needles are kind of configured wrong. The machines are very low powered. They're very weak, little tiny, you know, electronic machines. And um, so when you have a low powered machine that's not hitting the skin properly, that causes the technician, especially if she's not properly trained, to be a little bit more heavy handed. So when you're more sure. heavy handed, you know, you blow through the sweet spot in the dermis that you're trying to deposit the ink into and you hit subcute, you create a scar, inflammatory response. It's just kind of like this perfect um, storm to have a bad sure. result, you know? And it's, you know, again, I never want to talk bad about those nurses because I was one of them, right? You're right. doing your job. You're doing what you were trained to do. You're doing what the physicians are deeming is an acceptable process. So- sure. If you don't know any better, you don't know any better. So um, it's nothing against them. But now with people becoming so much more educated on not just breast reconstruction in general and options and, and right. you know, surgeries and stuff, people are becoming more educated about the, they're hungry for information, you know? Yes. And always. You, always. And you want to be especially at this stage in the game, you want to be in control over what decisions you can make for your own body. And, you know, if it comes down to, I want to have this tattoo done by the nurse. I like this nurse. I like this doctor. You know, I've looked at pictures. I'm happy with this. That's okay. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. But I wasn't fine doing those tattoos. I wanted to provide like the best, 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 most realistic result that I could. And, you know, Which so they that, are, yeah, <laughs> they're amazing. They well, are. Thanks. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I greatly appreciate that. So, you know, it's nice to have options, right? Sure. Yeah. Sure. It's definitely nice to have options. Another question that I have for you is, is there, because I've heard, you know, some ladies um, say, well, what if? it pierces it through my implant. Ah, yes. 
Um, so, and that's a, that's a realistic concern, right? For somebody that has been through multiple surgeries, they've had breast reconstruction, you worked really hard to get those implants in there and keep them nice and safe and protected. And you don't want anything bad happening to them. So that's a, right. you know, that's a real concern. Um, for me, when I, when I explain to people how the tattoo process works, I work strictly in that skin layer. So, you know, we've got the epidermis up on the top which, yeah. you know, that kind of, you know, we shed that away every 28 or so days. Uh, and then we've got multiple layers to the dermis itself. In the very basement of the dermis, that's kind of where like capillaries grow and, and your blood vessels um, are kind of populating down there. And our hair follicles are way down there. Sure. That's a, you don't want to go past that basement of the dermis. That's very bad. That's when you hit the sub-Q tissue. And then you've got like, um, depending on if your implant is, above your pectoralis, then you don't have a lot before you hit the implant, you hit the capsule, there's a capsule that forms around the implant. Right. If it's below your pec, then you've got a whole pec um, muscle and then the capsule and then your implant. So there's multiple layers. There's no way a tattoo artist that is reputable would ever come near your implant at all. Um, That's good it, to know. Yeah, absolutely. Now, there are people that come to me, I always do a really thorough, uh, thorough skin inspection, because radiation, you know, can thin the skin out. Uh, sometimes yes. people just naturally have thinner skin than others. Um, and or maybe multiple, um, uh, you know, like if they had uh, multiple surgeries, maybe on one side. Yes. So I always check the skin and make sure that the integrity of the skin is safe. There are sometimes I see women that maybe uh, the majority of where the tattoo would fall is in pretty good condition, but there's a spot on the breast that I would maybe prefer to put the tattoo there, but it's just not, doesn't look like it could handle the tattoo process. So I'll move it. I'll move the tattoo to avoid that area. Um, gotcha. I have, you know, and, and honestly for me, because I, again, I never want to do harm to a human being ever. I have turned away under a handful of people but still a, a few that, and just told them that I didn't feel safe tattooing them based on the condition of their skin being so thin. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, it does happen. It can happen to where your skin is so thin that you just, you know, it's just not that you don't want to go there. Right. It's too, it's not sturdy enough. It's not thick enough. It's just almost too translucent. Risky. Right. Uh, yeah, it's too risky. And like I said, feel, if you can feel the ripples of your implant. Um, no, you can still, if you feel ripples, you pr you'll probably still be good. I, these ladies are like, um, their skin is so translucent. It's almost like looking through tissue paper. Um, yeah. And it's really, and like I said, it's under a handful of women, I would say probably three women, three women in the last six years that I've turned away. Well, and yeah, so it's, so it's, it's not pretty, very often. No, 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 no. It's pretty rare. And in fact, I think one of them was from, uh, like way, way, way Southern Ohio. Um, and then one was from Columbus and I'm not sure where the other gal, maybe Dayton, um, but they're, they're still in the Ohio realm. But when you, when you talk about statistics, how many people I've tattooed, it's very small. Uh, usually, you know, um, and I cautioned them. I said, listen, you can go to a, a tattooer, an aesthetic, like cosmetic tattooer, or maybe a nurse in your doctor's office. And she might look at you and be like, yeah, this is fine. Let's go ahead and do it. You're going to look great afterwards. She can really damage you. Um, yeah. 
You know, you don't want to create, you don't want to create a wound and then something bad happen. And then, because let's say she doesn't necessarily go and touch the implant itself with her needles, but if she erodes the skin and it creates a wound and then that, that skin is so thin, it can't heal over top of that implant. That wound will turn into a big problem. The implant will get exposed and then you may lose it. That's kind of, yeah. So it's not just actually puncturing during the tattoo process. It's just, she could stir up a big whole badness uh, that would lead to just awful things. Um, yeah. So yeah. And things. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Yeah. So another one is, you know, a lot of uh, ladies want to know that had radiation mm-hmm. because, you know, that's, that's a big question. They've had a lot of radiation. The skin is completely damaged. Yep. Do you still perform? And I know that you do because I see your work all the time. Yeah. I follow your work closely. But um, how do you feel with with that? With Is that something that you just, like you said, examine the skin and... Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I and I kind of, you know, just really have a super honest and open heart to heart talk with my lady at that point. And I will look at her skin and say, okay, this is, tat- you know, able to take a tattoo or maybe it's not. Or if we go ahead and do this tattoo, here's how it could turn out. Um, I kind of go through this big scenario because radiated skin is unpredictable, right? Sure. It's been changed at the cellular level in the skin. So the cells are, they're a little distorted and they're damaged. Um, So when you're depositing the ink into the skin, it's in liquid form, right? But if you let a bottle of tattoo ink sit on a shelf for like a long time, it will separate into the powder component will fall to the bottom and the liquid will kind of shift to the top. So when you think about that, when you're injecting the ink into the dermis, your body's going to absorb the liquid component. And then the powder component that contains the color is going to be trapped and like uh, captured and held in the cell. So if your cell has been damaged and it, it can't function and actually trap and hold the color, then the radiated tissue many times will heal a little bit on the lighter side compared to the non-radiated side. Um, so that's kind of one concern that the radiated tissue may have. The other concern would be like, let's say on that underside of that 3D nipple area, you want to draw a really crisp, clean, um, like line to create the the shadow and the underside. On the non-rated skin, it will, you know, it'll stay pretty crisp. On the radiated side, it may blur a little bit. It'll still be there, but it might be a little blurry. Um, And then, you know, it's just, the tissue differences, sometimes radiated skin will heal maybe a little blotchy. Like some areas might take it a little better. Some areas might not. Um, And these are why I like to do a two-step kind of process. So you come see me for your first tattoo. We do all the hard work then. We balance, you know, uh, with symmetry and we talk about size and shape and placement on the breast first. I draw on you. Then I put a little numbing cream on. I let that sit while we mix up your color. And when we mix up the color, I put all the cups out, you know, with the same concentration, right? Because you, you know, sometimes I dilute a little bit. Sometimes I kind of, 
you know, have a cup of water and I kind of see how your skin, there's like test spots, right? Right. I tattoo the same on both breasts, same technique, same hand pressure, same everything out of the same cup. I never try to use a magic crystal ball and anticipate that your radiated tissue is going to act differently because what if I'm wrong, right? Like right. what if it, what if it takes the same? So I just do it same across the board. Then your skin will reveal to me over time wow. how it's right. And then it's going to show me, this is how I'm going to heal. So then when you come back for your second appointment, then I can adjust the things between the two sides that need um, a little tweaking and then I can sure. add more, right? I can add more. So we haven't burned a bridge and I haven't tried to anticipate and overthink this whole process. Cause that's crazy. I know people do that. There's like nipple tattooers that I've heard them speak that talk about like mixing up different cups for different si sides. And that to me is insane. Um, yeah. You know, cause it's not necessary. So, right. um, you know, so then when you come back, we just kind of even things out and uh, go from there. I also always start on the radiated side when I tattoo because that skin, again, is fragile and it's going to reveal to me like, hey, I can only take this much and then you've got to stop. So I when see. I right. So then I have to listen to your skin and respect you and respect your skin. And then I only do that same much on the other side. That way you're you'll be more uh -huh. even in the long run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because if, yeah, if you start on the non-rated side, you can pack in color maybe more and get this, you know, uh, result that maybe you couldn't achieve on the other side. That's an, that's disappointing, you know. So, so actually, a question I had for you: if you have the preferred side that you usually start, yep, absolutely. On. Yeah, I would start on the radiated side, and then if if there's no radiation in the equation, then I just ask her you know, if you touch your breast with your hands and is there one side that maybe you feel a little bit more touch on or feel a little bit more pressure on, if that's the case, I let the numbing cream sit on longer on the side she feels more and start on the side she feels less. Um, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So there makes sense. Yeah, there's somehow there's a method to all the madness that happens. Yeah, <laughs> and it all gets like beautifully created. Yeah, it does. I love it. So one big question yes. is, you know, because we're getting, I, I, you answered me questions that I had for you. You answered it, oh, which cool. it was, um, I was going to say, you know, I was going to ask you about how many sessions, which you, uh -huh. which you already answered that. And that's great. So insurance wise, Yes. Is that something that insurance covers? It can. Um, I always tell people like I'm a one woman show, right? So I schedule all my own appointments. I do all my own social media. I do all my own ordering and tattooing and stuff. I don't have any uh, employees, so to speak. Sure. So I don't have the manpower to do the insurance uh, things myself, right? So what I do is I take payment on your first visit. When you come back for your second visit, you don't owe me anything at all. And then I can give you codes up front based on your diagnosis. So if you had like a prophylactic mastectomy due to like genetic um, diagnoses, I can give you that. Plus, or if you had a breast personal history of breast cancer, uh, I can give you any diagnosis code that would fit your specific situation. And For then the insurance. Exactly. And then the CPT codes, which are the procedure codes for the tattooing itself. So I can give you all of those ahead of time, plus my NPI number, my tax ID number, and then 
if you want to call your insurance company on your own behalf and see if you can get them to give you an approval. Um, many times because I'm considered like an out of network person, cause I don't participate directly. Sure. Sometimes there's like hoops you can jump through, right? Like sometimes they'll say, well, we won't necessarily give you money back reimbursement wise, but we, we can put that towards your deductible. I see. Um, what you paid her. Sometimes um, they like if you have your insurance check and they can't find anybody that does tattooing on your specific plan within a 50 mile radius of your home, then they will approve me to be covered as an in-network provider. It's substituting like instead of being out, out of network. So that's another gotcha. thing. Yeah. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah. And then also, you know, sometimes I get they accidentally mail me reimbursement checks, the insurance company does, uh, which of course we fix it and have it go back to the lady um, who had the procedure done. But sometimes people get full reimbursement. Sometimes they get half. Sometimes, unfortunately, they'll say no, they don't give anything. It really is dependent upon who your carrier is and what your plan ent entails. And changing just a little bit little bit of the subject yeah um, just for the quickest because we keep saying ladies no yeah but you don't discriminate male are welcome too right 100%. 100%. you've already done male as well yes correct yes, yes. well i just um, wanted I... to throw that out there so everybody knows oh yeah you don't discriminate you work right. with guys too <laughs> i a thousand percent do thousand percent um i'm so bad about doing that i think because uh you know, who I'm surrounded by most of the time, I tend to get in the lady mode, but no, thank you for correcting me because I absolutely oh, no, do. It's okay. Yeah, it's, I absolutely it's... do tattoo men. Um, and I, and I have, you know, I, ha I have tattooed um, some men. So that's great for, for multiple reasons, right? Like sometimes uh, it's a cancer situation. Sometimes yeah. they've had an accident where they've lost a nipple due to trauma. Sure. Um, you know, or also, um, for men after like massive weight loss, they will have a man, like a gynecomastia male breast reduction. And oh, sometimes, yeah. yeah, sometimes their nipples don't make it all the way through. So, um, yeah, wow. so it's my job to put back nipples on anybody that needs them. <laughs> That's very, very interesting job. I love it. I love yeah. everything about it. I love it too. <laughs> so, um, tell us this. Where can, because we're coming to an end here, sure. but I want everybody to know where can they follow you at on Instagram? Okay. So I'm, my, my handle is at living story tattoo on Instagram and it is the same on Twitter. Okay. And uh, then my Facebook is living story tattoo as well. Perfect. Yeah. So living story tattoo. And do you have a website? I do. So it's www.livingstorytattoo.com. And then I also have a secondary website called the nipple fairy.net because that's my crazy nickname is the nipple fairy. So um, cute. I love it. <laughs> I so love it. I have just embraced it. I love being the nipple fairy. It's super amazing. That's my next tattoo, by the way, I'm getting a little, well, actually she'll be big. I'll get a, I'm getting a big fairy uh, for me. So you should. Aww. I'm super excited. But the nipplefairynet.net um, website is more of like an educational type of website to give women 
you know, content that they can absorb and be informed about sure. with blogs and little videos and such. And then of course my, my living story tattoo.com website has all my galleries of photos, just like my Instagram does. And it's got a really big frequently asked questions section there. So if you click on that and you scroll down, it should answer a lot of questions that people may have about the tattoo process. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, this was really good. This has oh. been so awesome and so informational. Well, thank we you keep, so much. We could talk forever. Oh, girl. <laughs> girl, I'll talk about nipples all day long. I know. We could talk about nipples all the time. <laughs> yeah. Grab that, grab that glass of wine. <laughs> That's right. That is right. I love it. I so love it. I want to meet you in person too, by the way. I know. You will. You will. Because I, you know, I'm still debating. I don't know. You know, I've, you've been following my journey and I just had my revision too. So I'm not quite ready for any, any tattooing quite yet, but it is on, you know, on my thoughts and it's on my books. Yeah. Of course, it's going to be with my tattoo fairy. Oh, I love it. (laughs) I totally love it. That makes me so happy. And people all around, you know, in the Columbus area and the Ohio area and even on the outskirts come to see you. So you're definitely out there. And um, it's it's really, really an amazing job that you do. I thank you for that. that. Thank you. I really believe that, you know, our life leads us in different places at different times. You know, we have different paths and I am so thankful every single day that my path has led me to doing this. And I owe so much of what I'm doing today to Dr. Kochek and Dr. Tawari, because if they hadn't reached out to me and asked me to, you know, and to, you know, trusted me and with, with not having my training complete, not having this, really solidified yet to trust me to to go through with the process and take care of their patients and get me in the being um I would not have had so many physicians trust me and refer their patients to me from all over central Ohio and beyond I mean they it's really the physicians that have graced me um with with so many blessings and I'm I'm so thankful to them for that they definitely do refer yeah Yeah, (laughs) I know that because um, Bryce, not Natalie, she was the one. (laughs) She told me to go to you. I love it. Sure, I love it. So yes, this was a pleasure. It was really awesome, awesome talking to you. I hope you have a wonderful evening. You guys know where you can follow your Breast Friend Diaries podcast on Instagram. And again, you can follow um, at Living Story Tattoo. And you can meet Christina and see all her work. I love it. I love you, girl. Thank you. I love you. Thank (laughs) you so much. You have a wonderful evening. You too, sweetheart. Thank you for making the time for me. Absolutely. Anytime. (laughs) Kisses. Okay. Bye. Bye.